Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends, Dedeker and Jace, teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. My goodness, hello, we're back. Hello! We're back from a, a short hiatus, and then we're going to have another short hiatus next week. We had a great time. Last week, we were in Vegas presenting at a podcasting yeah. conference and getting to oh. tell people about our podcast and getting yes. to tell people about Drunk Bible Study. And so... Yeah, we did. Yeah, we just uh, it's funny. promoting the show. Confusing people, as always, by <laughs> well, the concept of the show, but it was great. I think people, do you remember talking to that one woman about it? And she's like, I've heard of that show. And I think that people think that we're drunk history. Yeah, I think, I think so. People have heard of drunk history and they've heard of yeah. the Bible. And then their brain is like, yeah. yes. I know what that is. I know and about I'm like, that. I would like you to know what it is <laughs> and I want you to listen to it, but you need to go a little bit further than just putting those two shows together in your mind. Or it, the Bible isn't a show, but or, or it might as well like, be at this point. I've heard of that show. Like, that was my last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Whoa. Weird. How did you know? Dang. Yeah, Gosh. exactly. Now, you know what's mm-hmm. what's funny is, uh, I know we did a little bit of this last time, but I just, for funsies, asked ChatGPT to describe oh. the Drunk Bible Study podcast with no other oh. context, just to be like, what does the internet think about Drunk Bible Study? Okay, please. And it says, Drunk Bible Study podcast is a show where a group of friends come together to read and discuss passages from the Bible hmm. while enjoying a few alcoholic beverages. Yep. The hosts approach the text from a secular perspective and aim to create a fun and casual environment for exploring the stories and themes found in the Bible. Each episode typically focuses on a specific passage or story from the Bible, no. which the hosts, yeah, read and then discuss in depth. Some of this is a lie. Some yeah, of it's, it's a, a lie. Bit of a lie. It could be a little confused because there is another show that pod faded back at like 200 years ago called Drunk Bible Study. It could be pulling some of that information, but it's true. We are Maybe. fun and casual. Yeah, and, and we then, are a group of friends. And we are friends, and, and along the way, they share their own interpretations and perspectives, as well as humorous and irreverent commentary. Like, yeah, yeah that's cer- certainly do that. True, all of that is true. <laughs> it got it like seventy five percent correct. I would say. Yeah, well done. Sounds like Chat GPT. Oh, oh, mm. check yeah. out this last paragraph. Overall, the podcast offers a unique and entertaining take on the Bible, combining literary analysis, historical mm. context, and lighthearted humor. That's actually a really good summary right there. I, I think. like that. Oh, maybe write that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We've been using Chat GPT a lot. It's it's a good it's a good thing. Uh, at the next at the next podcast conference, we'll we'll use that. There you go. Log line for the show. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Well done. Mm. Um. So I don't know what happened. Solomon happened. Solomon. Uh-huh. Solomon built a temple. We got a recap got of him doing the whole thing with uh, gold everywhere. 
gold on gold on gold. Mm. The sea, mm-hmm. the oxen oh, right. with their butts the oxen facing with the butts. inward, oh, yeah, heads facing back. outward. It was all that stuff. We can't get away from them. Yeah. They're, they're so iconic. Really? A lot of Solomon, Solomon having to go get the materials, even though allegedly David set aside the materials. So that was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. It's like is, the I first the few chapters was the David stand being like, David did everything. And then now mm-hmm. we've switched to the Solomon stand being like, but actually... Actually, Solomon did Definitely. Yeah. Oh, he's the one. He's so cool. Can I ask... <laughs> Solomon didn't write this one too. He didn't like write two interpretations of his life and then also a bunch of psalms. I love the idea of doing like a reboot of your own autobiography. That's super that cool, is, actually. Re- I <laughs> mean, it has to be someone who's done it. I'm sure. <laughs> Somebody who's really into themselves. Right. You know, but I mean, he wrote he wrote a bunch of psalms. Was that him? Yes. We are now in the section of, of Proverbs. Proverbs, thank you. Solomon Sorry, wrote. never. Yes. David was the psalm guy. Yeah. His daddy, dad, dad, daddy-o. Uh-huh. And then proverb guy is Solomon. Got yeah. it. Okay. Amongst others, but yeah. 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 But uh, that's why I was questioning, like, if he actually wrote this part, because allegedly he wrote some of these proverbs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What are you two drinking? Oh, well... I saw a Guinness. Well, sort of. Not quite a Guinness, oh. but it, I am trying to be seasonally appropriate since it's about to be St. Patty's Day. I'm drinking a oh, yeah. a dry Irish stout by mm. uh, Kulshan, Kulshan, Kulshan Brewing Company. Well, Kulshan uh, Brewing Company. Up in Bellingham, yeah. Washington, Can't. called Mossy Rock. And uh, yeah, you mm. know, it's kind of like a Guinness. It's got a little bit more of a coffee, dark chocolatey kind of kick to it. A little bit less yeah. of the creaminess of... Guinness is definitely more dry, like it says on the can. And I like it. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I had one yesterday. Lovely. It was quite nice. Yeah, gosh. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow as of recording this. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You're going to have some green vegan pancakes? <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going... I'm working tomorrow, so I'm definitely going to be wearing something green so that nobody mm. pinches me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very scared yeah. of that. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, Jess? When uh, I was at the grocery store the other day, mm-hmm. you all know that I occasionally like to get down with a La Croix now and again. Uh, and, I like every day. Yeah. And yeah. I saw that they have a La Croix that is La Cola flavored. And I was like, oh, a cola-flavored La Croix? That's interesting. That just sounds like a really watered-down cola. Yeah, kind of. Like, imagine a (laughs) cola, but without any sugar in it. So it's just like Uh you're chewing on cola leaves and then, you know, also drinking fizzy water at the same time. To me, it tastes like chewing on like a gummy cola bottle, but with less sugar. I'm actually into it. Ew. No, it's actually great. Dedeker, that was not a glowing endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not like but, those gummy cola bottles? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that you... Okay, yes. Gummy cola bottles. Got it. I, I know what you're talking about now. What do you think I, I thought said? That you were, I thought that you were talking about like chewing on a cola bottle at all. Ew. And I was like, that's that's weird. <laughs> you you love it. Tastes okay. like chewing on broken glass. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what, what I thought that you were saying or just like sucking on it or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> but then Anyways. I decided to try mixing it with some spiced rum. So it's just some Captain Morgan oh. spiced rum with this cola La Croix. And together, mm-hmm. it's really good actually because it's like nice. a rum and cola, 
but just a, a little bit of sweetness from the spiced rum and not the tons of sugar that you'd normally get in a rum and cola. Mm-hmm. It's quite nice, actually. Yeah. How about you, Emily? What beautiful drink do you have today? Well, this whole week at work, we were I was doing um, some training for new people, and we were making a bunch of drinks, and one of them was a whiskey sour. And so I was like, that sounds great. And so I made myself one. Um, you can kind of see it as a little bit left of the aquafaba on top. But whiskey okay, sours, so yeah. You know, it, gener- it some whiskey sours will have the egg white in it. And of course, right. I'm not doing that, but I do the aquafaba. And then it's a really simple drink, just whiskey, lemon juice, and agave. And that's it. Wonderful. It's, it's classic. Today is a classic day. Love it. Already. Well, shall we do this? Yes, let's do this. All right. Today, we're going to be continuing on with this super cool story of Solomon in Second Chronicles, mm. chapters 5 through 7. And then we're going to get some wisdom from the book of Proverbs, chapter 11. Now, a fun little thing about the chapter of Chronicles that we're starting with is that the NIV has a title for it, which is oh. The Ark Brought to the Temple. Because remember last time we, we got the Ark back, maybe two episodes ago. Got it back from the Nazis. <laughs> right. Wait, no, the Nazis no. haven't stolen it yet. <laughs> that's, that's in the future, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the NIV says The Ark Brought to the Temple. But then the message just says, Installing the Chest. Oh, okay. That could mean anything, yeah. Eugene. You ran it through a cinnamon machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Second Chronicles, Chapter 5. Solomon's like, it belongs in a templizium. Templizium. <laughs> it belongs in a temple. <laughs> Thus. So that God can worship it whenever. Thus, all the work that Solomon did for the house of Yahweh was finished. Solomon brought in the things that David, his father, had dedicated, even oh. the silver and the gold and all the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of the house of God. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the princes of the fathers' houses of the children of Israel to Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves to the king at the feast, which was in the seventh month. All the elders of Israel came and the Levites took up the Ark. Oh, it's just like a feast? Just the, the feast. Well, there's a clarification in the message that it's the Feast of Booths. Oh. Which is the... The... Okay. However you say that one. I'm so embarrassed. I just... Every single time, every Jew in the world is rolling their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Booths. The Feast of Booths. So they're all hanging out in their little huts, having a great time, camping under the stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so we're transporting the ark. Do you think there's going to be any workplace accidents yet again? 
Oh. This is always a stressful situation. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think after that kid got zapped and exploded Mm. and they named the city or the hill such and such exploded. Exploding Utsa. (laughs) Utsa exploded, yeah, right. I forgot about that. I think that that's when they brought in their crack team of Levites who had their like seal skin armor and stuff Mm, that mm -hmm. was described way back in Exodus Mm -hmm, or whenever that was. Their hazmat so, suit. Yeah, so I think we're okay now. I think we're safe cool. now. They've learned. Cool. Yeah. And they brought up the ark and the tent of meeting and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. These did the priests, the Levites, bring up. King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled to him were before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be counted nor numbered for multitude. Now that's funny because usually they are very specific about the number and here they're just going left and right. There's, you got a sheep, great. Throw it on the pile. Right, yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Gosh. Gosh. Is this like for the ark that they're sacrificing it or for the temple at large? For the ritual? Well, it's all to Yahweh, right? It's all of course. to Yahweh, but... What isn't? What isn't? Yeah. Well, it's a big deal because, remember, Yahweh has refused to ever let the ark be stored in a solid building and instead insisted it was always in a tent until now. So this is kind of a big okay. new chapter for the ark, you know? It's like in a liquid building? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> okay, got it. Got in a it. building in the form of a gas. Right, right. Yeah, it's a gaseous building. I mean, he totally. has been a cloud before, so that's, that's not far off. That's true. I know he has, but <laughs> is it, he going to put it in himself? Like, is that what he's doing? I'm sure he would know. love to put it in himself. Yeah, yeah. The priests brought in the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh to its place, into the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread forth their wings over the place of the Ark, and the cherubim covered the Ark and the poles of it above. The poles were so long mm. that the ends of the poles were seen from the Ark before the oracle, but they were not seen outside. And there it is to this day. Lies. No, it ain't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the poles were so... Ends of the poles were seen from the ark before the oracle, but they were not seen outside. Like they they were so long, they extended outside, so you couldn't see them outside. And I... I wonder if this is a measure to keep themselves safe. Like, they're, the poles are so long so that they're as far away from it as possible. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. Interesting. When they are transporting it and when it is anywhere. Right. In a place where people can view it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I'm looking at some translations and it says, the poles were so long that their ends extending from the ark could be seen from in front of the inner sanctuary, but not from outside of the holy place. So it's like they stuck a little bit out the inner doors, but not all the way out the outer doors or something like that. Okay. I need a picture. (laughs) Yeah. I need a CG rendering. There was Mm -hmm. nothing in the ark save the two tables, which Moses put there at Horeb. So there are 10 commandments. Mm. When Mm. Yahweh made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. It happened when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves and did not keep their divisions. Also the Levites, who were the singers, all of them, even Asaph, Heman, Jedithun, and their sons and their brothers, arrayed in fine linen with cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them, 120 priests sounding with trumpets. That's going to be freaking loud. It happened when the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking Yahweh. 
And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised Yahweh, saying, For he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of Yahweh. Oh, there the, it is, the gas. Oh, the what's gas the house. cloud? The gas. Oh, oh, I see. See? So then yeah. the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of Yahweh filled the house of God. Whoa. The end. So, okay, I have a question real quick. And this may become more apparent in second season of this thing, <laughs> which is known as the New Testament. Okay, I see. <laughs> second I see. season um, of the Bible, I see. Okay, yeah, second it. season of the Bible. <laughs> Not, some people like the second season a lot more. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So... We just watched the show Good Omens, which is a Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but one of the characters, like a very brief character, is the mouth of God. Right. And apparently that's only in like Apocrypha or something. If John Michael were here, I'm sure that he would tell me what it really was from. But like the mouth he- of Sauron. Exactly, exactly, Ooh, yeah, which yeah. only was in the extended yes, version, exactly. but that was a great character. Again, so great in the character. Apocrypha, also the extended version of the Bible, yes, and in the extended exactly. versions of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you yeah, go. 100%. But that was really interesting to me because like, God can't even speak to you anymore in the New Testament because you will explode or whatever. Like, you can't even hear him, them, they. That was really interesting. <laughs> Let's be clear that God is a him. They've made it abundantly clear. I know in this, obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Although, isn't there a song called God is a Woman or something? There is. Yeah, it was yeah. like Ariana Grande or something like that. That mm-hmm. sounds right. Yeah. Uh, well, I was also thinking about the ending of the movie Dogma, where God is played by Alanis Morissette, and yes. she screams and everyone thing explodes or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Some themes. <laughs> some, some themes. Some themes, for sure. There you go. Yeah, I know. I need to see that movie. Okay, this is going to be a long one for you. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Here we go. Here we go. Imageka. Do it. Okay, that's fine. I can do it. Ooh, 42. That's a magic number, apparently. Here we go. Okay. Then spoke Solomon, Yahweh has said... Oh, then spoke Solomon, comma, Yahweh has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness, but I have built you a house of habitation and a place for you to dwell in forever. The king turned his face and blessed all the assembly of Israel, and all the assembly of Israel stood. He said, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to David, my father. So not that other guy. Yeah, yeah. And has with his hands fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name might be there. Neither chose I any man to be prince over my people, Israel. What? (laughs) I mean, besides me? But I have chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there and have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Got it. Right. So that was before the before times. <clears throat> the before times. And remember, that was the whole deal when everyone was like, we want a king. And the priests were like, are you sure? Yahweh yeah, thinks Samuel, you might not want Samuel it. Samuel was like, no, 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 you don't want it. Right. Well, and, and wait, Saul and was the Saul, first king? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. They, these people like conveniently forget about Saul. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't take a dump in a cave for nothing. Okay? Not for nothing, that's Not for sure. For nothing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All I'm saying. Now, it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. But Yahweh said to David, my father, whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that was in your heart. 
Nevertheless, you shall not build the house, but your son who shall come forth out of your loins. I'm sorry, he did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it did not come from his, yeah. To birth that child? <laughs> nothing, except for splooge. He was so specific about that. So no adopted sons. Mm, I see, yeah. No weird political maneuvering <laughs> right. out of your loins. Such a weird. It came forth out of your loins. Like, yes, okay, there was something that came forth out of your loins, but it wasn't the kid itself. <laughs> yeah. He shall build the house for my name. Yahweh has performed his word that he spoke, for I am risen up in the room of David my father and sit on the throne of Israel as Yahweh promised and have built the house for the name of Yahweh, the God of Israel. Gosh, he's so into himself. Sorry. No, I mean, I'm sure he's very proud that this moment is happening. (laughs) There have I set the ark which is the covenant in which is the covenant of Yahweh, which he made with the children of Israel. He stood before the altar of Yahweh in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread forth his hands. For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits high and has set it in the midst of the court. And on it, he stood. Oh. He made a little stage for himself. Yeah, but it's not like that big. I guess a yeah, little, it's kind of tiny. Yeah. It's a little, little platform. Cute, like an apple box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on it he stood and kneeled down on his knees before all the assembly of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, Yahweh, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth who keep covenant and loving kindness with your servants who walk before you with all their heart. Who have kept with you, or who have kept with your servant David, my father, that which you did promise him? Yes, you spoke with your mouth and have fulfilled it with your hand as it is in this day. Now, therefore, Yahweh, the God of Israel, keep with your servant David, my father, that which you have promised him. Okay. What is Eugene saying? Eugene, that line you just read. Uh So it says, like, the whole, like, the proof of it is before us today. And then his next line is, Keep it up, God. <laughs> I don't think anyone tells Yahweh to keep it up. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's... I. Why would he say that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Whatever. <laughs> keep uh, it up, God. Good job, keep buddy. doing good. the Lord's work. Yo, the that's Lord's good. work. That's good. <laughs> uh, I think God would roll his eyes at that one. Okay. <laughs> There shall not fail you a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel if only your children take heed to their way, to walk in my law as you have walked before me. Now therefore, Yahweh, the God of Israel, let your word be verified, which you spoke to your servant David. But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Again, (laughs) again, good translation. Can it be that God will actually move into our neighborhood? Boy, oh boy. No, but what if God was one of he us? Just, <laughs> sometimes he takes it a little a little too far, a little too down home folksy yeah, with the yeah, language. Definitely. That's funny. Yeah, he really does. You're right. I, I wonder if he ever got, I hope he did this like over a long period of time, Eugene, because I would get really bored. What, writing it or reading it? Writing it, like translating it. I mean, I think this was the work of several decades for him. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Dang, that's a long time, but but yeah. He did it in kind of, he did it in batches because first it was like the Gospels and then different, yeah. yeah, He kind of released it in fits and starts. Got it, okay. That's probably good. 
But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain you. How much less this house, which I have built. (laughs) Okay. Yet have you respect (laughs) to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication, Yahweh my God, to listen to the cry and to the prayer which your servant prays before you, that your eyes may be open? toward this house day and night, even toward this place where you have said that you would put your name there to listen to the prayer which your servant shall pray toward this place? What is he angry about? I don't think he's angry. I think he's saying, like... Is he, like, evangelizing? I don't know what's happening. Well, he's... Because he was asking if God was going to move to their neighborhood. No. And then he said that thing about, like, the heavens of the heavens of the heavens aren't enough. Like, even all the heavens aren't enough. Uh-huh. And so, like, this is just a little temple I made. So I know that's not enough for you, but, like, I hope that you look at it. <laughs> I hope you, like, pay mm-hmm. attention to it. I put a lot of gold on it to catch your eye. Oh, so much gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, you, to the petitions of your servant and of your people, Israel, when they shall pray toward this place. Yes, hear from your dwelling place, even from heaven, and when you hear, forgive. If a man sin against his neighbor and an oath is laid on him to cause him to swear, and he comes and swears before your altar in this house, then hear from heaven and do and judge your servants, requiting the wicked. Requiting? Requiting? Yeah, I've never quite heard that word used in that way. Yeah. Huh. Requiting the wicked. Well, if an unrequited love is a love that is not reciprocated, yeah. is requiting the wicked is kind of like giving the wicked their just desserts. Giving the wicked the hand. Talk to the hand. <laughs> okay, good. I don't good. know. To bring his way on his own head and justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. If your people Israel be struck down before the enemy because they have sinned against you and shall turn again and confess your name and pray and make supplication before you in this house, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them again to the land which you gave them and to their fathers. As much as I'm like really happy that I'm not reading a bunch of names, I don't know. This isn't particularly action. It's just a lot of calls to God. Yeah, yeah, it's his big long I guess beggars speech. can't be choosers. Yes. Um, yeah. But, okay, but imagine, if you will, the movie where, you know, we've got this big golden palace and then his little stage uh-huh. that he built in front of it and that it's Michael B. Jordan playing Solomon mm. who's out there giving mm. this rousing oh, speech. right, I forgot. Okay, and and I, I do believe I did be shirtless. speak with the costuming department. Yes. Thank mm. you. Did speak with the costume department and we did decide that his look for this whole film is going to be robe Shirtless. and then underwear. Got right. it. Calvin Klein underwear. So... Yeah. Right, we might as well right. capitalize on this that. This makes it better. Got it. I forgot okay, about that. great. Great. Yeah, it's just... It's interesting. I don't know. I... It's fascinating what they choose to put in this book because so much of it is so all over the place and really quick snippets of very long periods of time that happen in a sentence. Yeah. And then we're going to put this rousing speech in here. But I'm sorry, this is not Viggo Mortensen, (laughs) you know, in in the two towers. Yeah, it's not for sure. Yeah. Okay. When the sky is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, if they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin... 
when you do afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants and of your people, Israel, when you teach them the good way in which they should walk and send rain on your land, which you have given to your people for an inheritance. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting or mildew, locusts or caterpillar, if their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness there be, whatever prayer and supplication be made by any man or by all your people, Israel, who shall know every man his own plague and his own sorrow and shall spread forth his hands toward this house, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and forgive and render to every man according to all his ways whose hearts you know. For you, even you only know the hearts of the children of men. Like that movie. Always, <laughs> yes. every, they, time, every, every time. Every time. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> that they may fear you to walk in your ways so long as they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. Okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> it's like nothing, this nothing. Is, okay. I feel like, okay, no, I'm, try, I'm trying to parse it. I'm trying to digest it. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm getting this sense that Solomon is maybe very circuitously saying, look, Yahweh, I went through all this effort to build you this temple. I know you didn't ask for it. But yeah, listen, why is he angry? listen, you love afflicting the people with all kinds mm. of BS. And I know they deserve it. They do deserve it. But I'm hoping that if people come to your cool house and say that they're sorry, mm. will you maybe consider not afflicting them so much anymore? Thank I like you. that. Okay, thank you, Dedeker. Thank you. I think he's yeah. kind of like that. It's like he can't be direct, right? But it, you kind of have to mosey your way to that. Like, so we have a deal here, right? There's kind of a new understanding here now that I've done this. It's interesting. Well, I just don't think I would have characterized this as angry. Not angry. Maybe you're angry about reading it. Impassioned. Impassioned. I am. It's (laughs) passionate. Yeah, it's passionate. It's more that I'm just surprised that he would even go there with God. Mm. That that he would ask something of him. I think all the best players in the Bible have been willing to kind of push it a little bit with Yahweh. I agree. That's true. Yeah. And and I'm surprised at how much Yahweh allows them to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to be of a certain clout, I think, to be able to do so. Like, this is Michael B. Jordan. So you got you to gotta be a man, first of all. You got to be a man. Obviously, You only see yes. men doing this. You got to be what? I think you got to be a king or a, king. a descendant of someone really, really powerful or someone who's going to be like a father of a lot of really, really powerful people. No, I like that Sam in the chat is suggesting you got to have the bod also. Oh, for sure. Uh, so I like thinking that yeah. like Abraham and David and Solomon are just freaking ripped. Yahweh yeah. loves that. Yeah. He's like, yes, okay. created in my image. Yes, I love that. I mean, he's the rock. He's going to love that. It's like, yes, Jim bros, I'm here for it. Love it. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, it is a question though of cause and effect, right? Is it that they were kings and important and powerful because they were the right kind of guy with the right kind of body? Or were they already kings and therefore they got the good body? You know, like, it's hard to know. Hard to know which came first. Which came first, the chicken or the body? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got it. Yeah, okay. Here we go. We're, we're 10 more, 10 more verses. Moreover, concerning the foreigner who is not of your people, Israel. Oh, here we go. Okay. When he shall come from a far country for your great name's sake and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they shall come and pray toward this house, then hear from heaven, 
even from your dwelling place, and do according to all that the foreigner calls to you for. Okay. That all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as does your people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have built is called by your name. That's interesting. I I was like, oh gosh, we're going to have to, you know, cut this out of the movie, but we're not. We're going to leave it in there. Remember that we go back and forth constantly on whether we're pro-foreigner or kill them all, divorce them all, kick them out. Is it a Democrat administration? Is it a Republican administration? Mm. Right. So I guess Solomon's administration. Every four years, just switching it up. Yeah, pro-foreigner. So great. But God is not like on one... I mean, he's he goes from one side to the other as well, which is surprising to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If your people go out to battle against their enemies by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to you toward this city which you have chosen and the house which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. If they sin against you, for there is no man who doesn't sin, let's be honest. And if you are angry with them and deliver them to the enemy so that they can carry them away captive to a land far off or near, yet if they shall repent themselves in the land where they are carried captive and turn again and make supplication to you in the land of their captivity. Interesting that they're putting this in there because obviously... Yeah. Uh, right. Israel has been yeah. captive so many times. Yeah, that does smack of this was written much later, like post-captivity. Ooh, fascinating. And someone's maybe making the case, but hey, if this happens... Again. If they happen if they happen to get taken over by an enemy contingency and carried here. off to yeah. a land called Zabalon, perhaps, <laughs> that it should be okay for them to say that they're sorry and then you'll bring them back, mm. right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Run by Zebuchadnezzar. Yeah. So let me see here. I just did a quick search trying to figure out when this was written to see that. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, it's, let's see, it's improbable that the author of Chronicles was also the author of the narrative portions of Ezra and Nehemiah, which I guess was the previous theory that the same people that wrote Ezra and Nehemiah oh. wrote Chronicles. That's so long ago. Yeah. But more more modern takes on it suggest that Chronicles was probably composed between 400 and 250 BCE, with the like 350 to 300 BCE being most likely. Okay. So yeah, that would be during the captivity or maybe immediately oh, after, mm-hmm. I think. So that does mm-hmm. track. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Okay, so make supplication to you in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned, we have done perversely, and have dealt wickedly. And if they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, where they have carried them captive and prayed toward their land, which you gave to their fathers— and the city which you have chosen and toward the house which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven, even from your dwelling place, their prayer and their pensions, petitions, not pensions, <laughs> their petitions. Hope they got a good interest rate on those pensions. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, my God, let, I beg you, your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, Yahweh God, into your resting place, you in the ark of your strength. Let your priests, Yahweh God, be clothed with salvation and let your saints rejoice in goodness. 
Yahweh God, don't turn away the face of your anointed. Remember your loving kindness to David, your servant. Wow. Because you had quite a thing with my dad, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Boy. My dad was a piece of work, huh? (laughs) Goodness gracious, yeah. (laughs) All right, now it's time for let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and tell all your friends about DBS. So really, we would love it if you could take this brief moment to go and, you know, compose some text messages, maybe quickly record um, a Vine or a TikTok. Whoa, Jace. Whoa, Jace. Please join us in 2023. Uh, uh, Go tell your friends. Tell them all about Drunk Bible Study. What a great time you're having. How excited you are. And tell them that they've really got to work to catch up uh, before we get to season two of the Bible Assembly called it. <laughs> uh, season two. Yes. Two. Yes. We would love to have more people here and join us at the live shows. If you go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, you can get information about, uh, you know, coming to see the live shows. You can find out where we are on Twitch. We do this every Thursday. Well, except next week, which we won't, but most Thursdays. <laughs> go check that out. We'd love to see you here in the live audience. And if you're able to contribute financially to the show, it really goes a long way to help support our hosting costs and things like that. You can do that at patreon.com slash study. And we're back. Here we go with Second Chronicles chapter 7. Now, when Solomon had made an end of praying... Oh, good. Okay. That, he was he like, was I'm done praying? with that now. <laughs> that was a prayer? Cool. Well, I guess technically he's talking to Yahweh, right? What else is praying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. A conversation. <laughs> now, when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. <What>? Wait. <laughs> and he died. Instantly incinerated him and everyone Wait, there. Uh, yeah, and everyone seriously. Was <laughs> Yahweh was extremely displeased by everything that just <laughs> happened. Lord. Okay, I don't know. That was wow surprising. Okay, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of Yahweh filled the house. <laughs> Dude, like slurp it up. I don't remember that happening. Just before, a little, yeah, a little tongue of fire, like a butterfly. Yeah, Just that's fun. <laughs> Gracious. The priests could not enter into the house of Yahweh because the glory of Yahweh filled Yahweh's house. Because it's it was fire. on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're like, we just finished this thing. Are you kidding me right now? Good Are you sure Lord. the cloud that you were referring to earlier? You sure that wasn't just because like someone like left Set something on fire? A candle left a candle go. going in one of the side antechambers of the temple, and you were like, oh, the glory of Yahweh, the cloud. But actually, it was kind of smoky. Or did they build this big, beautiful temple with all this gold inlay and everything? but forgot to put any ventilation in and did sacrifices Ooh. inside it. Oh, no. And then it just fills up with smoke and everyone's like, <laughs> you know, running outside. Oh, the glory of yes, Yahweh. Yes, it's Yahweh. Don't worry about it. He's in there. Just stay out for a little while. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Goodness. I'm just thinking if it was just filled with fire, all that gold yeah. plating they did is going to be melting right off. Right. You're right. It's not a particularly robust metal. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty low melting Goodness. point as far as metals go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they could not enter into the house because of the glory of Yahweh filled Yahweh's house. Mm-hmm. All the children of Israel looked on when the fire came down and the glory of Yahweh was on the house and they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground on the pavement. 
Oh. Oh. What? How modern? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, is it 1975? <laughs> like, what's happening here? <laughs> On the pavement and worshipped and gave thanks to Yahweh, saying, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Okay. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifice before Yahweh. Just keep them coming. <laughs> king Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen. I mean, now we can count Wow. That. Good Lord. That... Again, for lack of, I mean, that's a lot of food for people, if nothing else. Yeah. They're like, nah, it's food for you always slurping. <laughs> As we have said many times, it is suspect whenever the Bible applies the word thousand to mm, any right. number, right? That it's but more it, likely that it could have been like 22 units of soldiers or cattle or whatever. And a mm, unit could have been like 10 people or whatever, right? The, right, right. It's just not feasible that they would sacrifice 22,000 oxen. Well, get I mean, this. Like 2,200 would still be a lot. Sure. Get this. It'd still be a lot. 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. No. That's ridiculous. That's... That's, no. that's wasteful. I'm sorry. Like, these... <laughs> like, this isn't factory farming here. These people need this for their food, sadly. I'm sure they're eating it. I'm sure they're eating it. That's the thing. Now, this stuff gets eaten. This was a huge party. Like the priests take a portion. Yeah. At okay. least. Well, the priests do, but what about everyone yeah. else? Yeah. They must be sharing it, right? There's not enough priests to eat that much meat. Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if we can get to the bottom of this. Okay. Where were we? 120,000 sheepies. Little baby sheepies. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. The priests stood according to their offices. The Levites also with instruments of music of Yahweh, which David the king had made to give thanks to Yahweh for his loving kindness endures forever. Lest we forget. Yeah. <laughs> when David praised by their ministry. When David praised, oh, I think praised by their ministry, like used the ministry to do praising, I think is what that's mm -hmm. saying. And the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon made the middle of the court holy that was before the house of Yahweh. For there he offered the burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offering and the meal offering and the fat. Why was it not able to receive it? Yeah. Who Is it knows? because it was inside does, where there was no ventilation and they realized in the, we need to do this outside instead? In the message, in the message, does that clarify? Yeah, let's see. It says the bronze altar was too small to handle these offerings. So they did them handle out in their courtyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Okay. Yep. So Solomon held the feast at that time, seven days, and all Israel with him. A seven-day long party. That's cool. Dang. A very great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. On the eighth day, they held a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. On the three and twentieth day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their tents, joyful and glad of heart for the goodness that Yahweh had shown to David and to Solomon and to Israel his people. Thus, Solomon finished the house of Yahweh and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of Yahweh and in his own house, he prosperously effected. What? I'm sorry. Yeah, what? I, saw, I did not understand <laughs> What that did sentence. you just say? 
<laughs> okay, so, so Solomon finished the house of Yahweh, comma, and the king's house, and then colon, uh-huh. and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of Yahweh and his in his own house, he uh-huh. prosperously effected. So not affected, but effected, which no, doesn't no, make sense. No, no, but what is, does the message does the message say anything? I'm sorry, we really need some help here. I know, here. Gene, please. We always need help. Let's see here. That's verse not 11. Always, but a lot. So he says, uh, the projects he had set his heart on doing, everything was done. Success, satisfaction. So not, not really, Good. didn't really give us a lot Five more. stars. Five stars. Would <laughs> sacrifice again. Goodness gracious. Okay. Right. So he prosperously effected. Yahweh appeared to Solomon by night. Oh, my. Hmm. Yahweh appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the sky so that there is no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I guess that's exactly what he prayed for, so he got it. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and made this house holy, that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, and dance as David danced, (laughs) and do according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom according as I covenanted with David your father, saying, there shall not fail you a man to be ruler in Israel. Covenanted is a word, apparently. Apparently. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, Uh then I will pluck them up by the roots out of my land, which I have given them, (laughs) and will throw their candy asses in the garbage. (laughs) And this house, which I have made holy for my name, I will cast out of my sight and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. Is God saying all this? Yeah, this is still Yahweh talking to Solomon in this in his sleep after the party ended. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is it in his sleep? I thought it was just in, well, in the in the night. Bed. In his bed. Oh, in his bed. Oh, and did he come down? Was he like a gaseous being? <laughs> right. Looking at him with his gassy face. <laughs> hmm. She yeah, it's hard to say. Okay. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam is pointing out. It's that same carrot and stick. Blessing and then threat. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. The worst boyfriend. Okay. Right. Oh, I think we're still we're still carrying on with the threat part, right? So it'll okay. become a proverb oh, okay. and a byword. G- give it to me. This house, which is so high, <laughs> everyone who passes by it shall be astonished and shall say, why has Yahweh done thus to this land and to this house? They shall answer, because they forsook Yahweh, the God of their fathers, who brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, drink for bringing forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this evil upon them. And that's that's it. Wow. That's 
Well, I mean, we did get some story. Yeah. It was more interesting than a list of names. Oh, the whole thing was definitely like, yeah, it was a lot of good speeches for The Rock and for Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Which really, if you're going to cast a good meaty the two of them, monologue, like audition material. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. if, can you imagine, I'm sorry, I just saw like, what if somebody like rolls up to their like NYU audition and they're like, and now I will be <laughs> The monologue? Really from the Bible. From the Bible. I mean, yeah, from Second, Second Chronicles, Chronicles, chapter seven. Yes, exactly. And I will be playing the part of Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the role was right, it could win it for you, right? I mean, I, oh, I got the God. role. I got the role in a children's musical once, specifically. Wait, you be- played God once? No, not God. Oh, oh, okay. But like okay. specifically because going into the audition, it was a children's musical where oh. the this lead, like the supporting character, was a superhero, but who was kind of arrogant and full of himself. Oh. And so I came in and I sang the Captain Hammer, Man's Gotta Do What a Man's Gotta Do song from Dr. Mm. Horrible's sing-along blog. Wait, and, I, I saw you in the show. Yeah, yeah, you saw it way back yeah, in the day. Course, but they course. were, you know, after I sang that, they were all like, wow, so could you also maybe do a song from a real musical? <laughs> and I was like, sure. <laughs> and so then I sang something else from like South Pacific or whatever. But then... Later, when I got the part, they told me, they're like, when you sang that Captain Hammer song, we're like, this is the guy. And they still had me do something else. But they're like, that's how we knew you were the guy for the role. So, All right. Yeah. (laughs) So take risks. Take risks risks. is what you're saying. Yeah. I'm saying this could work. If you were auditioning for God in a somewhat, you know, bombastic role where he's a little bit nice and also a little bit mean... I mean, could work. Sure. Could work. That's like could God work. in a nutshell. A little bit nice. Yeah. <laughs> a little, and a lot a little of bit mean. Mostly mean. And a lot a little of bit, bit mean. rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. We ready for this? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Now it's time for some wisdom from the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, as written by Solomon, I guess. So remember that there's been a tone shift that the first like nine chapters of Proverbs were all About ladies. About a, a woman. Ladies sometimes are bad, sometimes they're cool. Yeah. And then last time Solomon seems to bring in this whole kind of like couplets, like little sprinkles of wisdom. Sure. Oh, right. Little, little idioms. Right. Okay. So I think we're going to get more of that. So this is going to be Proverbs chapter 11. Mm. A false balance is an abomination to Yahweh, but accurate weights are his delight. <laughs> When pride comes, <laughs> cool. <laughs> when pride comes, then comes shame. But with humility comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the treacherous shall destroy them. I feel like a lot of these are a little boring. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. The good, yeah, nothing. Good, the goodness of the good people will make them good, and the badness of the bad people makes them bad. It's like, come on. Sure, yeah, it's like, we, we got it. Thanks. Yeah. Riches don't profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Neat. The righteousness of the blameless <laughs> will direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but the unfaithful will be trapped by evil desires. When a wicked man dies, hope perishes, and expectation of power comes to nothing. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) When a wicked man dies, hope perishes, and expectation of power comes to nothing. Wait, when a wicked man 
die? Wait, what? Yes, when a wicked man dies. Yeah, exactly. That's surprising. Like, what? It doesn't make sense. Are they saying, like, hope is not a good thing? Yeah. Hope perishes. An expectation of power comes to nothing. Comes to nothing. What does that mean? A righteous person is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked takes his place. I don't know if that's always true, Solomon. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like it, though. (laughs) With his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor, but the righteous will be delivered through knowledge. It's like some of these, they don't even connect. They don't even connect. Maybe it was high, I don't know, while he was doing it. Maybe It's like it's all all fridge magnet poetry at this point. (laughs) When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. One who despises his neighbor is void of wisdom, but a man of understanding holds his peace. One who brings gossip betrays a confidence, but one who is of a trustworthy spirit is one who keeps a secret. Where there is no wise guidance, the nation falls, but in the multitude of counselors, there is victory. He who is collateral for a stranger will suffer for it. But he who refuses pledges of collateral is secure. I think that just means don't loan money to anybody that you don't know. Got it. And even then. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) A gracious woman obtains honor, but violent men obtain riches. (laughs) What? Hold on, wait. Give that violent men... What? A gracious woman obtains honor. We all know yeah, that. Of course. Okay. But, 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 violent but, man. And this is the contradictory statement, but violent men obtain riches. A gracious. I do think Solomon is just straight up high. Yeah. At this point. That's what I said. Yes, I agree with you. The merciful man does good to his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. Wicked people earn deceitful ways, but one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. He who is truly righteous gets life. He who pursues evil gets death. (laughs) Those who are perverse in heart are an abomination of Yahweh, but those whose ways are blameless are his delight. Most certainly, the evil man will not be unpunished, but the offspring of the righteous will be delivered. Huh. Like a gold ring in a pig snout <laughs> is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. Okay. There we go. Oh, we brought in, okay. brought in the dunk stone ladies. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, Ready in the chat wrote a good one here. Good oh. men are righteous, but I had a bagel this morning. That's, <laughs> like, that's the like same level. Did, that sounds like something chat, chat GPT would write. No, like a worse chat GPT. Yeah, I'm, like a, I'm sure there's a Proverbs generator that already exists. Oh, don't worry. I've know? already like, requested some Proverbs from chat GPT that I'll read when okay, you're done. Okay, good. Oh, good. boy. Okay. Okay. The desire of the righteous is only good. The expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is one who scatters and increases yet more. There is one who withholds more than is appropriate, but gains poverty. Okay. That's the first one that I feel like has maybe any substance to it. Like the mm-hmm. idea of like, if you're giving of yourself... It can come back to you. And if you're stingy, you can still get more poor. The liberal soul shall be made fat. He who waters shall be watered also himself. People curse someone who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. He who diligently seeks good seeks favor, but he who searches after evil, it shall come to him. He who trusts in his riches will fall. 
but the righteous shall flourish as the green leaf. He who troubles his own house shall inherit the wind. The foolish shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. He who is wise wins souls. Behold, the righteous shall be repaid in the earth. How much more the wicked and the sinner. Okay. Wow. Okay, so I just uh, typed into ChatGPT. I said, write a proverb about podcasting as written by Solomon. <laughs> Amazing. And <laughs> it said... Uh, and it was like, no problem. <laughs> right. So let's see here. One of them is, the voice of the podcast is like a fountain of understanding, bringing refreshment and nourishment to the thirsty soul. I believe that's what we do here at DBS. Right. <laughs> that's our goal. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The diligent podcaster reaps the rewards of faithful labor, for the fruits of wisdom are sweet to the taste and nourishing to the soul. Oh, that was a little too Solomon, not enough podcast. Yeah. What's funny is that all of these also then gives an attribution of saying this was inspired by a specific proverb. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Wow. And then I said, could you write some that are inspired by Proverbs 11 specifically? And I think probably this first one is the most close to what we've been reading. The words of the wise podcaster bring life to the ears of the listener, but the words of the fool bring death to the soul. Okay, great. I can get on. I can get on. Board. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. I think the funny thing is that all these examples here are like a little, like B follows A a little too well to be accurate yeah. proverbs, right? right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. they actually are opposites of each other. Yeah, make it make, it make a little less sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that's been our trip down Proverb Lane for today. I hope you all feel wiser Thank you. and inspired. Chat GBT. Alrighty, everyone. We did it. How how close are we now? How many more episodes before we're done with Chronicles? <laughs> You're already a asking. Lot. Like quite a no, few. No, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we are all looking forward to it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like eight episodes. Eight? Okay. That's okay. it? Yeah, eight episodes. Oh, I thought it was going to be like 20. No, uh-huh. eight. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, right? two months. Whoa. Two more months, basically. Guys, everyone, do you know that we will be, like Jesus <laughs> is going to have his second coming on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Eagerly awaiting uh-huh. the coming of Christ. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh my goodness. Almost taste him. Uh, almost yeah, taste him. Yep. Second coming. Can I read the first uh, the first chapter? Yes, please. Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like I because I never have. Like I don't know what the heck it says. I just want to do it. That's exciting. We still need to figure out how we're going to approach the New Testament as well. What does right? that mean? Because how? Well, because the first four books, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they kind of repeat each other. So isn't that like how it's supposed to be? Well, <laughs> yes. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably just do them in order now that I think about it. That's more the vibe we've been going for lately. It's just torturing ourselves no matter how boring or repetitive. Yeah. We'll be like, and then Jesus did this again. <laughs> Isn't there like a period They're of They're all his... slightly different. They're all okay. slightly different though. Is it like an unreliable narrator kind of different? Wow, that's a bold take. I like that. Like we're like, wow, Matthew. I don't know. I like that. Maybe I, when we I do like our that. movie or TV show version of it, we can have it, each one kind of starts with that particular apostle being like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it went like this. And then they, you know, tell <laughs> yes, their version yeah, no, of the story. I, <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading this book called Daisy Jones and the Six. And like, all it is, is like interviews of 
each of the people in this band and they're all unreliable narrators and they're all like saying it from their point of view. So it would be funny if it was done in that way. I I mean, not dissimilar, right? They get up in an interview fashion and they're like, so when I met the Lord, (laughs) he was... A two. A little bit country, a little bit <laughs> rock and roll. Right. And but had a swimmer's bod then, for sure. Definitely. Every, but he was definitely a butterface. <laughs> oh, gosh, right. Remember oh, when we said that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Okay, we do have an exciting announcement today. Oh, yeah. And that is that we have a new patron. Two new patrons. Two new patrons. Yes. Whoa, two? Because someone signed up during this very live stream. Wow. Oh, gosh, thanks. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, folks. Okay, That's so what we're we... here doing the good Lord's <laughs> Solomon's work. <laughs> <laughs> so our first patron, their name on Patreon is just all one word, Galvin Ford. So I don't know if that, is that Galvin? Is that G. Alvin? I don't know. Thank you, Galvin Ford. And then also Nate... So we have to give a toast. Woo! To both of you. Bing. Thank you. Wow. It's, Thank you. Honestly, even just in principle, even just in principle, you wouldn't even have to give us any money, but we're happily, we'll happily take your money for we sure. We are here for you. <laughs> it's good. Just to know that we make yeah. an impact. We can brighten your day. We can make living in 2023 a little bit more bearable by reading the Bible right. and drinking together. So Wow, Jennifer, that was kind of bleak. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, yeah, well. I, I you know. know. I know what you mean. I do. Well, what do you expect? But yeah. Uh-huh. All right, everyone. We are inching ever closer to Jesus being in our chat, GPT. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. In our Zoom call right now. Yeah, exactly. Thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join other fellow listeners Listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jason Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at DrunkBibleStudy.com. I made a memory about your dad. He's